I went to Kenya in 2010 to, uh, to live. Um, in 2009, a mission trip, uh, just me and two other guys, we were staying for six weeks. Um, we just had graduated a school of ministry in Bangor at, at my home church. And um, um, a mission trip was involved in the school of ministry. So we went out. I never left the United States. Uh, I, I'd really never gone anywhere further than Maine. Um, and I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, or really southern Missouri and Arkansas. And when I moved to Maine, it was like another planet. Um, if you ever want any third world training, go to Maine. <laughs> it was preparation. Um, and so we went to the mission field. Uh, and uh, on a mission trip, and we went to about I don't know 10, 20 churches in in a six-week time. And the things I heard there. Sometimes we would just go into town and find a church to go to. I like doing that, seeing the spiritual the spiritual climate. I've been in uh, terrible, terrible places in Africa and and America. Um, it's a weird hobby going into cultish churches, but I do it. And we go in, and, and just a, a deep burden on me. Um, I didn't get really a, uh, you know, any signs necessarily, and I, I didn't have any, you know, objective sign to go to back to Kenya. I just wanted to, and I was praying, Lord, please open the doors for me to go. So, in 2010, I moved back after getting this lady to marry me. We were four months married, um, and she was two months pregnant, and we moved to, to Kenya. It's a different culture. It's a different place. And um, I, I hit the streets. I, if you've ever been to Africa or East Africa, I don't know if all of Africa is the same. It's a different culture, the, kind of like Southern culture in the sense that they, they're really nice to talk to at first. They communicate with you. They'll listen to you. And I'm, I'm sitting there inviting everybody to our first Bible study. I was 23 years old. I'm inviting people to this Bible study. The, the first bef- week, I had um, invi- I talked to 100 people. 100 people told me they were coming to Bible study. I came home from doing this, you know, inviting and sharing the gospel, and I told my wife, revival has broken out in the streets of Eldoret. Four people showed up to the first Bible study. And, and, and three of them were family members. My wife was pregnant. That was one of them. <laughs> the Lord has blessed his word. And we've, we've seen so many. We've seen hundreds of people get born again right in our church and stay there. They're being discipled. And something that I noticed on the mission field, and is definitely prevalent in the United States as well, is... In many cases, the the abandonment of the church itself. There's probably 300 foreign missionaries, mostly from America, in the county I live in, in western Kenya. And um, these aren't exact numbers, but just based on you know being there and informed, you know, uh, guess, 200 of them don't go to church. And these are the ones who are representing Christ on the mission field in the county I live in. These are the ones who start children's homes, who start children's schools, who have all these different kind of humanitarian aid uh, ministries and missions in the third world and in Africa. 
I've even written letters to certain missions organizations that I'll leave unnamed because, you know, you've probably heard of them. And not that it's bad, it's a good one, but it's like, hey, aren't your bylaws that your missionaries attend church and uh, most of your missionaries in this county don't go to church? And it burdened me so deeply, specifically because of these, when you're in the third world, you can go right down the street and find people who haven't eaten food. And, and it really does tug on your heart. You, the, the, being compassionate towards people, if you have the heart of Christ, you do want people's bellies to be full. And so I, I, we have these acquaintances who started a children's home, like 50 different uh, kids who are being rescued, some of them from right from the hospital being thrown in trash heaps. And um, they'll rescue these kids and they never take these kids to church. They don't have a church. We are commanded to assemble together in everything. I mean, you, you study New Testament, ecclesiology, the study of church. We do have a body and it has pillars. It has a foundation. It has operations. And, and really this, this burden is so deep on me that we, we've started a ministry called Great Commission Ministries, and you can go to our table and, 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 and learn more about it. But it's all because we do want to help people, but we want to see these kids, and these, we want to we we plant a children's home under every church that we plant and save 30 to 50 kids residentially and plug them into church. Honestly, guys, I don't even just want to give a pitch of my ministry. If you support missions like a children's home in Africa or Asia, make sure those kids are being discipled in a local church and a good one. It's your responsibility as pastors or who are, 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 are supporters or donors that this happens. How have we fallen so far away from the bride of Christ? It was a deep burden on me. And so what we want to do at Great Commission Ministries is save these kids. We're, we're planning a church right now in Goma, in DRC. Um, you know, Kenya is this crazy place. We, we came right after the election violence, right in the town I live in, in Eldoret, right outside in a suburb called Kiamba. They burned 50 uh, people, mostly women and children, in a church, and it sparked this uh, election violence because one particular person was running and he was this tribe and this other person was another tribe, Kikuyu and Luo. And, and you see all this. One of our you know, deacons, his parents were burned in their house and all this election violence. And, and it's just f- this ground where you come into a situation and you do want to help people physically. And I don't want to neglect that. But we have to do it God's way. We have to do it God's way, not our way. And that has to be done through the church. It has to be. That's what our organization's about. That's what our ministry's about. Um, we want to show you a quick video just to see some pictures of missions and, and stuff like that. And, and, and you'll see a lot of the, the ministry we're doing is at church. And we'll show this video and then I'll just wrap up after a couple minutes after the video. In the last three years, we have had about 800 people get born again right at church and are still there. And when when, when we planted the church, honestly, I I just don't want to throw a number. When we planted the church, one of my biggest prayers was, Lord, I don't want a church transplant. I want a church plant. I want people to get born again so we can disciple. And 
what I mean by that is certainly people are welcome from other churches and they need to come and leave a lot of those um, uh, uh, cultish churches and those filled with witchcraft and the different stuff in Africa. But we want people to get born again right there and, and, and through the, our outreach and bring them in to be discipled. And the Lord answered that prayer. We ministered to so many different people. And there has been such a harvest and a discipleship through that harvest that we have laborers now ready to be house parents uh, for our children's homes. Um, And this is just a ministry that we're just starting, this Great Commission Ministries, where we have a children's home under every church plant. And also you see that Jesus Disciple Ministry, we go in and we help women in distress. And and that's what we're about. But everything that we do is church oriented. And and there really needs to be a focus um, and, and really a New Testament uh, obedience on our behalf to come back to church and everything we, that we do. And I, I hope I don't have time to explain that fully. Um, it, it, it's important. God blesses his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it and we should not be saving kids america does more for missions than any country combined we should not be saving kids in christ's name and not doing it in christ's way according not according to his will we have to do it we have to get these kids we have to save them we have to minister to them yes but we have to plug them into a body of christ so that's the that's the gist of it. Um, Calvary Philly, uh, they brought a team there a couple months ago. We 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 had a wonderful time. Um, we we were we were do, having a conference and and Trevor and Steve they were there and we were we we're kind of feeding all these different people and pastors at this pastors conference. And these kids that don't have food and, and without a, a home, many of them, they're like uh, excuse the reference. They're like hyenas chomping at the food. And it was just, it burdens your heart. And, and so that's what we're, we're trying to do right now. Please be praying for that. Visit the table um, as we, uh, if you want more information and sign up for the newsletter. You know, um, I, I've been so ministered to, you know, it's like a couple weeks of conferences. And uh, uh, it's been a blessing that the sessions today, um, leaning in and hearing Jesus. And then something that stood out to me in the last session is is God likes us, not because of us, but because of him. It's 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 profound, and, and I'll just end with this. I don't want to preach another message. Let me end with this. In John 16, Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say that I should pray to the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and believed in me. Do you know that word love in John 16 is not the agape word that is used in John chapter 3? For God so loved the world, that is, he agape the world. He loved the world. That is a general love for every single person on the planet. Here in John 16, it is the word phileo. It is brotherly love, friendship. You can almost say he, he has a general love for the world, but he has a specific 
liking to those who believe in Christ. He likes you because you believe in him and it is his nature to like the unlikable. And I had somebody after my session come up, he says, you you talk about going do it, even if we feel shame. Remember, you do not qualify yourself. David was not qualified because he was chosen because he's awesome. It's because God's awesome. Christ qualifies you to go be a man of action. And we, we do not become empty because uh, of being weary of pain. We become empty because of being weary of pleasure. We should not be pleasure seekers at all. Even through pain, you can find the sweet, small, still voice of the Lord building character. You know, this missions, guys, it's so dear to my heart, Africa. Wherever you are, though, it should be dear to your heart. And um, who knows? I mean, at our church alone in, in Bangor, there's been over 30 people who've lost their jobs who were hospital personnel. 30 people. Some of them have been working for over 20 years, 30 years at the hospital, and they're losing a paycheck. One of my friends has eight children, and him and his wife are both nurses, and they're losing their jobs. And I just think, what is, what's going on? Do not let fear determine the next move you make in your life. But listen to the voice of God and he will guide you. Who knows? Maybe all you medical personnel can move on the mission field and we have more missionaries in Africa. But I know he will lead and he will guide. Do not let fear determine the next step you take in your life because you're losing a job or going through hard times. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Trevor, for putting on this conference. And uh, I love you guys. God bless you.